0: what we have been reading. Mm-hmm. Just to share a little bit where we're at. And then that might encourage some of you to start reading some stuff because, mm. hey, we're still in quarantine. Might as well,
1: might as well. read
0: some stuff. Yeah. So, so what are you reading, bro? Right now, I am reading uh, Love Walked Among Us by Paul Miller. Um, it is a book that mainly is examining the life of of Jesus and and how he interacts with people, how he loves people. Um, And it's just been really interesting already um, just how uh, different Jesus loves people compared to the way we love people. Mm -hmm. The way we love people is very guarded. Um, It's not a very risky kind of love. Um, Just a few highlights of the way that Jesus loves people There's, I believe it's Mary that is weeping at Jesus' feet in um, the Pharisee's house, Mm -hmm. okay? And Simon, the Pharisee, sees this woman and and in his mind judges Jesus and the woman. Mm -hmm. You know, first he judges Jesus by saying, you know, this man can't be a prophet. And then he says, because... If he were, he would know what kind of woman this is, that that she's a sinner. So in one fell swoop, he judges Jesus and he judges the woman. And I'm just, you know, imagine this scene where Jesus is reclining at the dinner table, you know, around these people that presumably know him or he knows them. And uh, there's this woman, you know, probably pretty beautiful. She's known in these, this area as being a marriage wrecker,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and here she is with her hair down, which culturally you only do that for your husband. Right. She's there with her hair down. Um, she is lavishing a physical affection mm-hmm. on Jesus. And Jesus is just letting her do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he completely makes everybody in the room uncomfortable yeah you know and uh, and, and that's I mean it's almost scandalous mm. the way that he allows her to love him and in in this world that we live in right now um, you know where Christians you know we have things like the Billy Graham rule the Mike Pence rule mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I think it's a good rule it's you know it's it's something that keeps us safe but the, the problem is that love doesn't keep us safe <laughs> you right. know love inevitably brings us into dangerous awkward uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and uh and jesus loves this woman so much that he doesn't care about his reputation in front of these people right you know he is willing to let his reputation go for the sake of loving this woman mm-hmm. in the way that she wants to express love to him and so it's just been really, it's been good already. I've only gotten a few chapters in, mm-hmm. um, Love Walked Among Us. But it's its so good because, you know, yeah, love doesn't care about its own reputation, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, that's what I'm reading. It's yep. a little bit
1: of a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. How about you? So I uh, just picked up um, A uh, Prayerful Life mm. uh, by Paul Miller. Again, mm-hmm. you know. Your book is, mm-hmm. was also written by, mm-hmm. um, and you know I've I, I've yet to actually fully get into it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know skimmed the the foreword and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, but it's all about how to be an effective uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, how how prayer. to prayer prayer. It's a double entendre. things, yeah. you know, prayer double meaning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like how to, how to actually be thoughtful in your prayer and, and effective in your prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to get into it. it it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Just just from the few pages I've read. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it is it is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so last week we were in John chapter 4 and we were looking at this conversation that Jesus is having with this Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And uh now we're going to pick up on that right. uh from that same passage um where we left off. Um so we left off, I think, um twenty seven. Was it twenty seven? Yep. Okay. It was, so start reading at twenty Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you would. Sure. Um, and then just probably through thirty.
1: Yeah. That looks a good cutoff. All right. At this point his disciples came, so they were out, you know, getting food, um, and then they they were just coming coming back to where um Jesus and the and the, the woman were at the mm-hmm. well. Um, at this point his disciples came and they were amazed that he'd been speaking with a woman yet no one said what do you seek or "What? why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ is it? And they went out of the city and were coming to him.
0: Any thoughts as you as you read that?
1: Uh, I, I think it's interesting that that. John is, is really calling out the disciples mm-hmm. in this moment because, you know, they they were, you know, amazed that he's talking to this woman mm-hmm. and he says, Well, none of these guys you know, himself included none of mm-hmm. like none of these guys mm-hmm. were were, you know, asking, you know, why is he just talking? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So probably in, in hindsight, um, it, it's it's like a uh, uh kind of like a oh shoot, why didn't I do that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but um, so, you know, I mean, the disciples come back and I, I think I'd mentioned to you um, last week how I just read it as super comedic, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, you know, they, they, they come to him and we'll, we'll, get this, this a bit later, but they come to him with all this food, all the stuff that they've, they've gathered right. for themselves and for him. Yeah. And then later he's like, no, wait, I thought I mm-hmm. got food. Yeah. Um, which I just find comedic. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I actually, I hadn't thought about how, um, what do you seek? Why are you talking with her is actually probably the question mm-hmm. that they have in their mind. Oh, maybe. And, True. And they they don't ask. <laughs> and I wonder why that is, if it's still, like, so early in Jesus' ministry that they're just like, don't, don't, don't ask. <laughs> like, you, you, no. Don't. Just play along. Pretend like you get it. You know, because mm-hmm. he's just he's Jesus. Mm. Um, but I, I love a couple of things in here is, um, you know, she, she's alone with Jesus,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, this whole time. And again, this whole idea of like the Billy Graham rule, right. You know, it's like, well, Jesus loves this woman so much that she, he doesn't care about his own reputation. Mm. Um, you know, of, of his disciples walking in and Jesus is talking with a woman who has had five marriages, five failed marriages. Mm-hmm. And he's currently now, you know, she's living with a guy that's not her husband. You know, so she's known in this town as being someone, you know, that gets around a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he loves her so much that he doesn't care about what it looks like
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that he's alone with her. You know. Um so I, I really love his his willingness to put himself out there and, and risk getting um ill reputation from yeah. his conversation with her because he loves her. Um it's that's not the kind of you know, guarded love that American Christianity is typically kind of known by. Right. You know? Um I I you know, no disrespect to any of our leaders, but, you know, if it's regarded as the Mike Pence rule, you know, like, it might be understandable as a politician, especially, you know, with how politicians are are raked over the coals and stuff, but Jesus is king of the universe,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So it's not like he's not involved in politics. He's involved in politics at a slightly higher level, and he still doesn't regard his reputation and his influence as, as something to be guarded so much that it means missing this woman. He loves her so much that he's willing to let his name fall into disrepute. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so she leaves her water jar. Another thing, you know, the very reason why she came was to get water and now she's found something more valuable, Mm -hmm. you know, so she's leaving that behind. Um, And, uh, And yet, you know, she says, come see a man who's told me everything that I ever did. This couldn't be the Christ, could it? So she's had this interaction with Jesus. He's been so patient with her. You know, we we saw that in the last episode that we had, you know, his patience in walking with her in this conversation. And, uh, you know, she still is not 100% convinced. You know, she asks the question expecting people to answer. No, that's not the Christ. Um, that's not the Messiah. And so, but Jesus has loved her so much that he, he doesn't view her as a problem to be fixed. You know, of just in this conversation, I'm going to boom, change you. You know, you're not going to be just a normal Samaritan anymore. You're going to be what I want you to be. You know, he's so patient in his conversation with her that he doesn't even get what so many evangelicals would say is the win, you know, at the end. Like he doesn't get her to pray a prayer at the end of this conversation, you know, but he's, he, he's entering in, he's inviting himself into her life, you know, Uh, before she would ever invite him into her life, he's, he's doing it. He's inviting himself into her, into her world, you know. Um, and he's so patient, even to the point where, yeah, he, you know, <laughs> she's not convinced that he's, he's really the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have no indication that Jesus looks at this and says, Pff, you know, come on. <laughs> right. You know, he's, he's fine that, that she doesn't believe yet. You know he's he loves her so much that he's willing to have the conversation. Um, so that this is a few, a few thoughts that I have on on that. Anything, anything on that?
1: Yeah, I I, I like the. This uh, you are absolutely right on how um, counter Christian culture mm-hmm. Jesus is in this scenario. Right. Uh, like for. You know, for, for us, like you said, uh, the 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 victory is right. you know them, pre- you know the person who you're you know trying to invite into into Christianity and right, and all that stuff, you know, is them you know repenting and accepting mm-hmm. Christ right, um, when you know when the person walks away, we're like, gosh darn it, I failed right, no, the, there there was no there, like it didn't work right, um, when in all reality. Jesus doesn't see it as no as a failure. No. Um and you know, I, I don't think we, we we don't know um if this woman like ever
0: we don't have any right. confirm right um you know confirmed hey, you know, um hey, how are you? Sorry, just wanted to say hi. Sorry, say hi back. I saw you, I see you, I see you. Not I mean not physically, but but hi. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I mean there's no like uh you know, it's not written that yeah, she be you know, she believe in Jesus. I I think that she believes in Jesus by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um but there's yeah, John doesn't say whether or not it actually happened for her where she believes. Right. And I think that some of the ambiguity there is really comforting because mm-hmm. you know, Jesus loves her regardless
2: mm-hmm.
0: of whether or not she believes. Right. Um, And that's, I think, something like, I think Christians get it wrong. I think people interacting with Christians get it wrong Mm -hmm. where it's like they think that, you know, a Christian thinks I'm loving them so that they will believe. Right. You know, and we I think, you know, we love people in the hope that they would meet Jesus because we really believe that Jesus is the best thing in the universe. And, you know, if we love you, we want that to happen for you. 'Cause he's Jesus. <laughs> um, but then you know, people sometimes I think that aren't Christians kind of feel that of like, you know, well you're only loving me to try to get me to sign up for your little your little Jesus club, you know. <laughs> and it's like some people, yeah, I think they are love they're you know, and it's not really love, I think. Right. You know. The only um, you know, the only reason is just for people to join a club. I mean, gosh, then I think you've missed it. Right. Um, if if you love people because they're a person, you love them, and you want um, them to experience who Jesus is, um, I think that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you know, just so that people would would adhere to what you think about the world and and join your little club, then yeah, I. I don't think that that's that's love,
2: mm.
0: um, but but yeah. I mean, it's it's comforting to see that whether she believes or not, this is the way that Jesus talks to her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and his patience. So yeah,
1: and and I think we need to, and you know, it's probably not the, the the right wording, but um, to allow more ambiguity into our mm-hmm. conversations with non Christians. Yeah, because you know, it, it, we so often when we're in conversation, just want to, if they have a question, answer it directly. Yeah. Bring out the big guns, you know, like this is, this is... This is everything I learned
0: in Sunday school. (laughs) Bam!
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Um, But, we're never really talking with the person. We're just presenting what what we've concocted Mm -hmm. and, you know, what what we've got and what, you know, probably helped us. Right. But might not necessarily help whoever we're interacting with. Yeah. Um, And so, definitely... Allowing more, more, more conversation rather than than fact spitting. Mm-hmm. You know? there, there's a time and a place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little excited. I we'll see if we get to to this passage today. Um, probably That's not at question. the pace that we go. I was wondering if we'd get to John five. Um, okay. And I think we'll see an example of that. But I, I just yeah, I agree. I think there needs to be, you know slowing down, looking at people, um, you know, seeing where they're really at and, and being okay with the conversation. Because I, yeah, I think that just answering the question, bringing out the bing guns, all that kind of stuff, I think it, it, it stems from a view of people that they're just problems to be fixed. Right. Rather than people to be loved. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Ambiguity, it's good. Um, so, you want to keep reading?
1: Sure. Okay. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, "Rabbi, eat!" But he said to them, "I have food to eat. Uh, I have food to eat that you do not know about." Again, the comedic is just them carrying the grocery bags and the yeah. bottom falls out on them. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so the disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? (laughs) I love the disciples. So great. Jesus said to them, my food is to do with the will of him who sent me Mm -hmm. and to accomplish his work. Mm -hmm. Do you not say, there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, that they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor.
0: Yeah. Any thoughts as you read that?
1: Yeah, I mean, right away, like right away, we're looking at what we were just talking about of, you know, th- there's not always the, the right success of, mm-hmm. you know, bringing people into the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it, a lot of is, you know, the planting and the watering mm-hmm. and then not actual the harvest, which, right. which is what we want. We want yeah. the harvest because the harvest feels great. Yeah. Because, you know, there's recognition that comes with the harvest. Right. Because we're selfish people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but none of, you know, hardly anyone wants to actually do the work yeah. of maintaining and growing. hmm the, the harvest to to you know so that it can be right um, and so actually slowing down and, and cultivating uh, plants and people uh, in your relationships in, yeah. in that way um, you know, yeah e- exactly like we were just saying
0: yeah yeah and so you know i I agree just with the comedy of this mm-hmm. uh, and it's so. I haven't really noticed this before, but this is actually what he was just doing with the woman at the well Mm. where she's drawing water. And he goes, hey, let me tell you about water. Um, Now he's doing with food. And but it's with his disciples. Um, You know, hey, eat something, you know. So before give me a drink, Um, he has to ask and now the disciples, hey, we've got food for you, you know, eat. Um, and so <laughs> he doesn't take it. <laughs> right. um, and, and the reason is because he has food to eat that you don't know about, which then brings up the disciples. Very good question. Well, th- th- somebody didn't bring him <laughs> food while we were gone, right? Um, Just because this is the way Jesus talks, right? It's like we we just don't get him at first. He's got to talk a little bit longer in order for for us to understand him, apparently. Um, (laughs) That he's not talking about food. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just like the woman of the well, you know, it's like you don't have anything to draw water with. Like, you don't have a bucket. You know, where do you get living water? You know, like, it's not about water. Um, But it is. It is about water and it's not about food, but it is about food. And and for Jesus, I just love this is that um his food is to do the will of him who sent him to accomplish his work. So Jesus' his food, his sustenance is the will of God. You know, we, we don't, we don't look at food as a duty, you know, like, I don't think most of us go, oh man, I've got to have lunch, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I typically look forward to the meals that I have.
2: Right.
0: I like food. I enjoy food. I like having my belly full. I like that I, it keeps me alive, you know. Like on all of the levels that, that food is, you know, mm-hmm. of keeping you alive, you know, the sensation of a full stomach, the relaxation that occurs there, the taste of the food, um, you know, it's on all sides. Any way you look at it, food's good. Mm-hmm. We want food. And, and Jesus says that's what the will of my Father is. To me, to do it, is my food. Um, we avoid it, you know. Like, there might be some reason why we're unhappy sometimes. Is it might be that we are starving to death. Hmm. It might be that we're not doing the will of our Father. True. Um, because we look at it and we go, oh, do I have to? We see it as, as Broccoli. We see it as herbs and just the vegetables that we don't like when we're kids. You know, that's the way that we view it. But, but Jesus is like, no. <laughs> the the father The father's food is good. You want the father's food. Um, it's it is where you are most human. Um. And and the aspect too that. His intimacy with the father is so deep, um, so ingrained into his DNA that it is his food. Um, You know, it's, it's not just some stranger is offering him food. It's food from his father. And it's to do the will of his father. And I think, you know, this is helpful because I think so often we view the food as Christians. We view the food, our food, as Bible reading and prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Bible reading, prayer, maybe fellowship, going to church on Sundays, watching church on Sundays because we can't go now. Um, That's the food. You know, that's where I get fed. And that is true insofar as it is the will of your father. But we are eating, and then people will say this too, like, you know, do you only eat on one day during the week, maybe two, you know, because they, they're referring to Bible and prayer, you know? And they're like, you know, Sunday, you eat, you eat on Sunday, you eat Wednesday night, that's not enough eating. You need to be reading your Bible and praying every day of the week. I agree with that, but that's not your only food. Your food is to do the will of your father, which is Bible reading. It is prayer. It is fellowship, but it is also to love your neighbor as yourself. It is also to risk ruining your reputation and your future over love for somebody that's chaotic. Loving somebody who's, you know, and that's the thing about love is that as soon as you do it, if you love somebody, you lose all control. You know, you step into somebody else's world to love them, you you have lost all control. They could be a crazy person. You know, this is why we don't like pick up homeless people and drink, you know, bring them bring them home because we go, oh, they, they could kill me, you know? What if they're a crazy person? You know, I know that they're drunk cuz I can tell, you know, but now I can't cuz I've been around enough drunk people, but not <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> There's a lot of history. There's a lot of history that it's, it's, it's like, wow, this guy's really happy and laid back. It's, no, it's, <laughs> either he's drunk or he's high. You know? but, but, you know, we, we view people as scary then. And all the while we do this, if we avoid the will of our father of loving our neighbor and and then loving them by serving them, loving them by speaking the truth to them, um, we we just have an unbalanced diet, you know. We just have, and then what happens is we actually look at the meal that God has for us as an interruption to our meal. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had this where I wanted to connect, I, you know, like in the middle of trying to love somebody else, and they're inconveniencing me, thinking all I wanted was to connect with Jesus. That's all I wanted. And he's like, why not here? You know, (laughs) like I want to connect with you here. And I think this is this is the way Jesus views things is the will of his father is to connect with him in in the scriptures, in prayer and being alone with him definitely it's definitely being with people that love you and you love them and that, you know fellowshipping together and sharing your life together but it is also to meet a samaritan woman who could ruin your reputation and doesn't even believe that's the that's the food well so i just i love that i love how jesus loves um and then he says don't you say there, there are yet four months and then the harvest you know, so probably, like, my, I'm just thinking my imagination, they're probably at the beginning of, of summer then, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, where um, they might actually be saying this, you know, about the harvest. Because the harvest is a big deal. Right. You know, it's, like, even though we have, like, 1% of our population in America that are actually in agriculture... Like, it's still a big deal for us. Like, we pass by the the cornfields and go knee-high by 4th of July, like, you know, like we know. You know, I'm a millennial. You know, I I know nothing. I have, you know, one of my friends is a farmer, but, you know, like, again, very, very few. It's a bigger deal for him. But then for these guys, you know, harvest is a big deal. Mm. You know, like, that's a sign of abundance and, you know, it's going on during the summer. You want to have food during winter and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I just wonder if they're, you know, this is kind of point of conversation for them of like, yeah, you know, four more months and the harvest is coming, you know? Right. Um, but apparently it's not four more months. Apparently not. <laughs> and, and I love it. This conversation is couched in between. Um, they went out of the town and were coming to him. Verse 30 and then verse 39, many Samaritans from that town. So the picture I think that John is giving us is that the people are coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're on their way to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, okay, don't you say four more months. We're talking about food here too, right? And you're saying four more months and then the harvest. That's when food. Look. Lift up your eyes. Look at them. They're Samaritans, and looking at them makes you uncomfortable. Look at them. I tell you, <laughs> the fields are white for harvest. You know, that's just so again, just so Jesus. Right. The the people that the disciples are not going to want to interact with because they're Samaritans and they're Jews, he's saying, look at them. This this is this this could be your food. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper both have their respective jobs, right? And sometimes you're one and sometimes you're the other. And I think most of the time we're just the sower, (laughs) you know. um, You know, we all who love Jesus and want people to know him, I think, are like John the Baptist. You know, we point, we say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But sometimes we get to be like Andrew, mm. who actually brought Peter, his brother, to Jesus. Mm. But very rarely are we Andrew, it seems. Right. You know, we're we're kicking the, the ball down the field, but we're not always doing the one to, to score, mm. you know. Um, but they're a team, the sower and reaper. And they rejoice together. And this saying holds true. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you've entered into that labor. Which is nuts to me. I think he's referring to the Old Testament law and prophets. And, really? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, like, what labor? Like, who else? Right. Who else came before? And, and if, that's, if that's true, I, you know, this is conjecture. But if it's true that he's referring and saying others have labored and those others are like, you know, let's see how much of this Bible, you know, it's, it's that, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: all of those others laboring, you know, like way more than two thirds <laughs> is Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that were laboring. And now you're entering into that, um, I think just shows the patience of God in that he spent all of that time, Old Testament, and it was all sowing. Mm. You know, it was all cultivating. And and then we get to Jesus and we get to reaping. Mm -hmm. Like if any reaping happens today, it happens because we're in the season for, for reaping. It's possible because we're in that season. But everything before was just cultivation and sowing. So I think if that's true, I think it would be a good encouragement for us to be patient with people. <laughs> because if, it, if God is, is that patient that he spent thousands of years sowing and cultivating and then brought Jesus, I mean... If it takes a few years for our loved one to know Jesus, be patient. Um, Because he is patient towards us and doesn't want anyone to perish. Um, So anyway, that's that section. Any any thoughts on that since
1: now I've rambled for some time? So... I think one just the, the the beauty of the image, of so the disciples are, are returning from gathering food, um, physical food, and you know Jesus says, "No, no, I'm covered. I'm, I'm. You know, I've gotten food." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like he he, I'm just imagining the image in my head of him turning and like holding on his his hand, mm-hmm. and you see all the people that are you know coming up the hill or yep. whatever. Just coming towards him. Yeah, and I think what's also significant about this, like we were talking earlier about Nana was getting the win mm-hmm. with one person. Mm-hmm. It's the Samaritan woman that caused oh. all these people. Wow, to come up the hill. Yeah, man. So, Nani, so j- just because he hadn't even won her yet, then yeah, it's, it's like that small genesis, that small beginning. Mm-hmm. It just Ricocheted around like a pinball machine and brought yeah. all these people that yeah. he touched, yeah, up onto the hill.
0: Yeah, it's her curiosity that has brought them. And if and if Jesus had had forced a win, it might have just been her.
1: Right, she might have just followed him then, and you know, not have right. ever gone back down into the yeah. town.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, that's really good. That that just encourages me to to be okay with the ambiguity, to be okay with the the unfinished sentence, the dangling participle, <laughs> you know, that there's no period at the end but a comma. And, you know, because God could be working something to where the whole town comes to hear, mm-hmm. And it would never happen if you tried to force something. Right. Um, and it might not mm. it might not happen it might be where we die and we don't see it
2: right
0: you know right. because it was all commas our whole life you know it was all unfinished well, yeah, all stories commas, you know look at right. like, all the prophets
1: throughout <laughs> yeah. the entire old testament yeah they constantly only ever saw failure
0: yeah they never saw him they never you know abraham doesn't get the promised land mm-hmm. you know but i think yeah just with that that's the life of faith mm-hmm. Is, is trusting God that there's no win trusting God that there's no victory trusting God that there's no big finish um and we see the result of what God does when we when we put it in his hands and trust him in the midst of the ambiguity it's really good I like that um
1: wanna keep reading? sure okay All right. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Mm -hmm. He told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said. That we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. Stop there. Keep going.
0: I will stop there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Any thoughts on that as you read? I mean, just the 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 arc of the story. Once Mm -hmm. you've seen it complete, seems Mm -hmm. so simple. Mm -hmm. It's just this this little, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) nice, so so simple.
0: Yeah, clean. Clean. Yeah.
1: It, very easy. Uh, minimalistic. But yeah. It, it you know it, all because of of where it started. Mm-hmm. All because of, of of Jesus. Not immediately, you know, f- forcing the 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 idea of of him as as the savior onto her, mm-hmm. but inviting her along. Yeah. And and just being with there. And, yeah. And and waiting. Yeah. For her. Mm-hmm. To come. Yeah. Like, oh, man. like it it it's it just. Because I totally would have messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I I yeah. I, I totally would have, would have seen that woman. You know, would have would have brought all, all the guns that I have mm-hmm. is for for my faith. And mm-hmm. for, this is A B C D. Mm-hmm. What you got? You know. Yeah. And totally would have screwed that up. Yeah. Totally would have missed it. But Jesus. Yeah. Being such such a a a loving master mm-hmm. <laughs> is is seeing her where she needs and also what the people in the town need. Yeah. Because they believed in him solely just because that she said that he told her everything that she had done. Yeah. And then that brought them. Yeah. And they believed, no longer because of what she said, but because of just the the, the mastery and loving kindness that (laughs) he has. Yeah. That's just beautiful. Yeah. And I would have screwed that up. Oh,
0: yeah. It's a really good thing that there's only one Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah. I and yeah, I mean he he but the thing is, I I really think, you know, not just that he, he's he's a lover of people, not just that he's you know he's a master at conversation and you know, he he's so reliant on his father that he waits. And I, I think, like, if we want to look like Jesus to people, we need to have that same reliance that Jesus has on his Father. You know, um, he is so—he is so, he, he looks to him for everything. You know, looks to him for his food. Looks to him for, you know, what's your will here? And, and that is so complicated, and we see it here because here's a conversation that he has with this woman where he, he doesn't, he doesn't get the win, you know? And in another conversation, he would, you know? Um, he, in one conversation, he might heal someone. In another conversation, he might not. And like, what, what's the deal? And the thing is, we love rules because they are simple they they require no thinking once you accept them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and then a, a, an added perk is I can judge other people when they don't do it. Right. And I can feel great about myself because I'm better than them. Right. That's the, that's the appeal of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Jesus doesn't follow rules. He follows his father. um, you know, we could, in this, we could absolutize and say a rule is to not, uh, you know, to just be okay with the ambiguity. A rule here would be mm-hmm. to not, to not press. Uh, a rule here would be to go wherever they're willing to speak, you know, because he earlier in the conversation, you know, she, she hears, you know, the truth that she's had five husbands and that she doesn't, isn't married to the guy that she's living with now. And, and she goes, Hey, I I perceive that you're a a prophet. Tell me about worship. And he goes there. Um, and, and we could, we could say a rule would be that if someone wants to deflect like that, just go with them. You know, that's the rule. Don't ever break that rule. But Jesus doesn't let people deflect with like the Pharisees. He does not let them deflect. Right. <laughs>
2: you know, right. right. They
0: they say when um, they bring them the coin, you know, or yeah, when they're, they're like, Hey, um, we know that you're a teacher, you know, and you speak the, the word of God truly, and you don't, you're not swayed by people's appearances. Um, tell us about taxes. Should we pay them or not? You know, just totally setting them up. And, and, and he just goes, cuts right through, and it's like, why are, you, why are you lying? Like, why, <laughs> why are you trying to trap me? Like, he doesn't let them um, put a veneer on their intentions and saying, you know, by, by f- trying to flatter him, you know. So, th- th- the point here is, um, the rule is t- that there aren't rules. The rule here would be to follow Christ, um, this is what Jesus models for us is to step into the complexity of what it looks like to just do the will of your father. Um, how do you get that will? You get it from, from the Bible and you get it from being in prayer um, and, and really having a listening heart in conversation with people. And then while you're in conversation with people to be listening to God you know, what, what do I do here? You know, and then, and then act, you know, do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how we got on that. Um, <laughs> to be honest, it's a um, the tell me everything I ever did. Um, and I they don't like not deflecting. you know, Oh yeah. It was, that was really a rabbit trail. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> But y- y-
0: what i I guess, what my point is that we can't use the conversation that Jesus has with this mo- woman right. and say this is how all of your conversations need to look. Because if you do, you will you will end up forcing it, just like what we see he doesn't do. Right. You will force ambiguity. You you will force like you could have where someone really is just a step away from trusting in Jesus. And if you follow Jesus' example just in this conversation of allowing ambiguity and patience, they might not need patience. They might need you to tell them, what must I do to be saved? (laughs) And you can't just be like, you know let me tell you about living water and you know <laughs> right. take it slow here like it might be where they're at is a desperation for the living water and you don't need to talk about it just give it to them
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and just avoiding this 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 rule and legalistic mindset of just follow the rule like we can't we can't take jesus and put him into a law to be followed he's a person to be followed if And if he's a person to be followed, then people are people to be loved, not problems to be fixed right. um that's my long rabbit trail point right and, there and,
1: <laughs> and i I definitely agree on you because when we oh gosh like w- w- when we fall into um like the, this this system of you know ambiguity and mm-hmm. stuff like that or or you know we've we've had the conversation before with like any any religious system you know mm-hmm. when you focus on that yeah it's you're, you're, you're turning your eyes away from your father mm-hmm. and putting it right on yourself yep. because you love yourself Yeah, and you know, I want to have ambiguity here because I want to be you know, super conversationally and intellectually sound and just great at this, you yep. know, and you're completely just throwing yeah. away yeah. all, you know, th- the, the father and what his will mm-hmm. is in the situation, what your food should be yep. and you're purposefully starving yourself Yeah on the insufficient calories that you have. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like it always comes down to pride. You know? Oh yes. It always Absolutely. Does, yep. Where, you know, a- any, any time, whether, you, you know, it's the forcing ambiguity or the, the throwing all the facts on the table, mm-hmm. it's generally you're loving yourself. Yeah.
0: And because forcing the ambiguity, I think more Christians will end up struggling with the, the forced ambiguity because we've, We've lived in a Christian culture at least within like the last hundred years, very fundamentalist, Mm -hmm. which then has come across as very pharisaical, you know, of just people just being hypocrites and, you know, Mm -hmm. all about rules and stuff. So I I think what we'll see in this generation is probably more of the the ambiguity, you know, Mm -hmm. of like, hey, and we hear it already. Like, you know, join us on this journey, you know. I'm a seeker, you know, and like really being okay with the gray. Like that's us. Mm-hmm. You know, we like that over against the, the rule following. Right. But Jesus looks like a fundamentalist in certain situations. You know, he, he just destroys the Pharisees mm-hmm. with what he says to them. You know, he is so cutting to the quick. You know, and, and exposing their their duplicity and their hypocrisy. He calls Herod a fox. You know, he's, he's fiery. He's passionate, like a fundamentalist. And then you have a one-on-one conversation with him, and, and he's like this. Yeah. He's ambiguous. He's, he's okay with the gray. And, and I think if we want to avoid the extremes and the pendulum swings... We need to get off of our center being ourselves with pride and put Jesus at the center, because if we have Jesus at the center, we'll be, we will be who we were meant to be, mm-hmm. rather than swinging from one, one position to a different. Because the thing is, like with, with, the, with the gray is okay kind of mindset, mm-hmm. they're prideful because they're judging all the fundamentalists. Right. You know, like, hey, I know Jesus better. Than all you fundamentalists jesus is okay with the gray like he might be okay with the gray not not okay with pride like he's he's still against pride um have jesus at the center
1: and 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 i think that's what that's what's so effective about the way that jesus interacts with people Mm -hmm. because he sees people like the pharisees who are in the law and you know mm-hmm. that's where they pride themselves in mm-hmm. and so he attacks them with the law yeah. to show them that they're wrong <laughs> yeah and the people that that are living in the gray like like for instance this pharisee woman she does, she doesn't know really mm-hmm. like um she has the questions about the law but like mm-hmm. she, she's not really like that's not really her scene mm-hmm. and so he meets her in the gray right and and it's and it's much less like, so. say if I was a fundamentalist, I would approach situations from a fundamentalist point of view right. because that's where I'm at. Yeah. But he sees the people that he loves where they're at. Yeah. And we should do the exact same thing. Yeah.
0: It's It's really stepping into, you know, taking a second, looking, seeing them, and then thinking what do they need? Like what if if i were them what do they need and then doing that you know help that's i think loving your neighbor as yourself is is not to just quick fix it you know or doing what i think that they need but what what are they feeling where have they come from what's their background and, and, and this is all just as far as I'm able, because you know you you don't know right. you haven't lived their experience, yeah. so you don't know a hundred percent what it's like, but guess what, no one has ever lived another person's experience
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know so if 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 I use that as as to block love, you know then we're just being stupid right because then it's like, well, is your name Brax? <laughs> Um, were you born you know this date I'm not going to give anything out on Facebook because you know people steal my identity and stuff. but you know were you born this with these parents with this set of genetic code? then okay, well, then if you can't, if that's not you, then don't talk to me. like let people love you, okay? <laughs> um, let people. They have this kind of desire to love you by stopping and looking at you, hearing you stepping into your shoes and situations and trying to feel what you feel and then love you. Let them don't block them by saying, you know, well, you didn't live my experience. Well, no one's lived your experience. Right. Jesus has, is the one who's loved you best and most by living your experience. And he didn't even live your experience. Okay. So if you want to use that as an excuse, then don't let Jesus love you because right. no one can, no one can love you. All right. The whole <laughs> world can't love you, but God still loved the world that he gave his only son. So I don't know why or how on that soapbox either.
1: Hey, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're getting through it, man. We are.
0: We're getting there. Um, okay. So let's see how far along have we been here? Oh, 51 minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, how about this? Any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts. All
1: right. So I, I think like, like the biggest thing that we can possibly learn from the way that, that Jesus interacts with people is what we've already discussed mm-hmm. in Mass. It's meet people where they're at. Get out of your own head and your own selfish pride. The, the people that you're trying to bring, you, you want to bring them in because you love them and that's Mm -hmm. what's best for them. Mm -hmm. So meet them where they're at and love them. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you do is, is the byproduct of love. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're loving them, not yourself, meeting them at their needs and where they're at, um, is, is the greatest way to both sow and reap Mm -hmm. the harvest. Um, but I don't know. Like, that, that's, that's the, the, my takeaway is like, like the biggest, biggest thing. What about for what you?
0: I think the biggest takeaway for me is definitely, you know, loving, following Jesus, and, you know, not letting anything become a, a rule. Just follow Jesus. Um, and then with that, it's your father's food to do that to follow Jesus it's your father's food to follow Jesus which means not just doing the things that you want to do like you know if you want to read and and pray you know then that's yes you know we want that food but then the food is also to do the things that he calls us to um, that are on the face of it uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know Um, it, it is trying a new food but it's such good food Really want you to have this food. It's good for you, food, too. I think that would be the biggest takeaway for me is, you know, yeah, loving people where they're at, um, being one who looks to the Father in how I talk to people and uh, for my food and what his will is. So yeah, it was good. It went by fast. It did. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been Rackstacks. So, people group, if you want to handle that. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Ramadan. Ramadan. Good segue into that. And then what we've been reading. And then the Bible. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Brax Tax. I'm here with Zach Hellman. It's good to be here. It's good to be. In general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for this uh, first segment, we want to go into is uh, something that Zach would like us to or like to lead us in. So we're going to
1: right um, so one of the a community that I'm on online uh, each week has a unreached people group of the week um, and you know prayer is super important especially for uh, praying for these people. Um, so this week we have um, uh, the Thai Muslims in Thailand um, so you know make sure to, to pray for them throughout the week. Um, pray that uh, someone, uh, would go to them. Uh, maybe it's you. Who knows? Um, but that uh, we can get the word out to them um, of the good news of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. every, you know, every week we'll have uh, a, a certain specific uh, group, and it's it's the Thai Muslims this mm-hmm. week. And
0: with that, with Muslims, one of the big things that's going on right now for them is Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Matt Hutchcraft a few weeks ago come and join us, talk about... Um, Islam, and uh, something that you can be doing right now is praying for Muslims um, during their holy month of, of Ramadan. And they are asking specifically for visions um, from Allah, uh, dreams, and we should be praying right along with them, right. Right. <laughs> that, they would, uh, that they would seek God and discover him in ways that they haven't before.